Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. We here on Down to Business have a long association with the EY Entrepreneur of the Year programme and continuing our series of interviews with some of this year's finalists in the EY Entrepreneur of the Year, uh, which, re- which reveals this year's winners on November the 23rd. Uh, this week we're going to look at the issues of AI, artificial, artificial intelligence and its intersection with business. I'm delighted to be joined here in studio today by Charles Cosgrave of Village Vets, uh, who's a finalist in the, established car- in the established category. Brian Fahey is the CEO of My Compliance Office, a finalist in the international uh, category, and indeed uh, an old friend of the show and uh, alumni of the EY programme. Denise Tormey is the president and co-founder of Planet 21, and she was a finalist back in 2015. Good morning to you all. So... We're going to talk AI, that's artificial intelligence, but firstly I just would like a brief intro of you and who you are, and we might start with you, Denise. Uh, tell us, if you would, about Planet 21 and what is it exactly that you do? Yeah, so Planet 21, we're a specialist technology services and solution provider. Um, we deliver solutions to the likes of the large government and the foreign direct investment clients both here and across Europe. The types of solutions we're talking about are across the net, complex networks, cybersecurity, um, customer care type solutions, the digital transformations and the uh, managed services that go with that. So lots of engineering and um, technology. technology yeah. OK, good. Um, Brian? Yeah, it's Brian Fahey of My Compliance Office. We design, build, maintain compliance software for financial services firms. We have about 1,300 firms globally. About five of them are Irish. They, we have some of the largest uh, financial services firms in the world, about uh, 11 of the top 60 financial services entities, and then four of the top 10 asset managers. We're very much on the capital markets and asset management side of financial services. So when you talk about cl- compliance then, uh, again, different sectors have different compliance needs. Uh, so you're flexible within that in terms of the solutions that you provide. It's a very fragmented space around f- providing compliance software. Right. The real difference for us is it's one single integrated software across a broad range of financial services activities. Okay. Gotcha. So it's really kind of like the ERP of compliance for financial services firms. Okay. Uh, and indeed... Uh, Charles, tell us about your business. Yeah, we, um, I'm CEO of Village Vets, which is uh, Ireland's oldest and largest independent veterinary practice. And we have 19 sites across uh, Mead, Dublin, Wicklow with 260 people. And uh, this year we'll see 125,000 pets come across our doors. Amazing. So you're in the small animals end of the veterinary business, but you've huge, had a huge, I suppose, acquisition, consolidation. So the, the, the vet, as we know, uh, one today is a very different space and certainly emerging into a, a very different than the traditional one man and his dog type operation. Yeah, you see practices now that are specialised in farm animals and horses Incredible. and now in small animals. So yeah, so we have vets that just do uh, orthopaedic surgery, just do cardiology, just do deal with skin conditions, eyes, hearts. So very specialised even within small animals. So yeah, it's kind of going a bit like a human, very much following the human healthcare space. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay, Denise, let's Mm. chat about artificial intelligence. And I I know you're a believer that it is something that a business should actually embrace 
rather than feel threatened by. So tell us your thoughts around integrating it into your business. Yeah, sure. Look at AI, it's all the buzz at the minute. We're kind of in another wave, technology wave. We're at the very beginning. It's transformative technology. It will transform. Um, there's... I suppose, how, do, how do we apply it? So we apply it every day in our in our businesses across the certainly the customer care. You've all used the chatbots. You've all uh, seen the various um, journeys that you can take. Um, it, the same in cybersecurity. You have bots versus bots right now. You know, put up a new website within minutes, it's been attacked by a bot. So we need a bot to counteract that. So is it about, I suppose, the automation of mundane tasks? Is that a good place to start? Yeah, I would say a multiplier effect for people for output. Okay. So you're moving away from the mundane task. You're you're moving into productivity gains, essentially. So if we're talking about agents, like they don't want to be saying the same thing over and over again. You know, you can you can um, you can automate that and move into more knowledge base and subject matter expert type uh, roles. Ultimately, though, Denise, what you're looking for is efficiency. So if you can. I suppose, replace a mundane task and free somebody up to do something that creates more value. And I'm saying this in a very general way, but isn't that the way one should maybe consider embracing artificial intelligence? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. However, I mean, it comes with, you know, it comes with warning. I mean, right now we are in the very early stages. We need the human in the middle. It needs to be verified We've all seen the Pope and the Puffer Jacket. We've all seen, um, I, I used a bot recently just to, to, to book some travel. And it was telling me to go, I was in Belfast, and it was telling me to book a flight from Cork to Belfast. doesn't yeah. exist. So everything needs to be verified. Yeah, okay. Brian, uh, in terms of your business around compliance, uh, I would suggest that there are many applications here, but maybe you might share some of your thoughts about its integration into your business. Yeah, well, I've been 30 years developing software, primarily in the financial services space, whether it's sort of creation of, you know, very significant quant models for gener- selecting and buying and selling of securities. So I've been at some fairly complex models in, in my career. At the end of the day, talk about generic capability of AI. Any software solution has got data as input. It's got an algorithm. And what it has to produce at the, outs- uh, at the output is value, whether it's like replacement of mundane tasks or producing value in some different way. You think about, you know, going from Cork to Belfast, you think about Google Maps. You know, it's an AI application. It takes data about your location and different digital elements and then produce a huge amount of value to it. So all of these AI applications, and there's different forms of them today, whether it's things like the large language models, which is the chat GBT, which is unbelievable. It takes this, it's able to process this huge amount of data through an algorithm and produce something of value. And the big difference, I think, that has happened in technology and software the last 10 years, <clears throat> there is an ability to process data in a huge way now. That right. didn't exist 10 years ago, and it's changing rapidly all the time. And again, you look at the applications that are coming on your phone and everything like that that you'd be familiar with, the AI that's in those is transforming and providing all this value around it. So I think the replacement of mundane tasks, to be honest, I think that's kind of come and gone. You know, a so lot we're of, there already. We're there already. Okay. So the nature of, and like in the compliance software business, we are replacing tasks, workflow, what they call attestations. There's all kinds of things we're doing. We're processing data. We're transforming into something of value that the people use. So you're just finding other algorithms using AI capabilities to produce value. Things like, as, as uh, Denise was saying, you know, we have 
a tool that takes all the history of the help text that we have created and we're looking to rewrite it all in a single way that sort of reflects the same kind of um, terms and uh, rewrites what everybody else has written. That's an advantage of things like those large language models. But we use it for all kinds of things. Like when we get, we, we, you know, we'd read all the regulations around the world and through something called natural language processing, which is another subdivision of AI, you know, it can tick it, read the text and interpret what's a regulation and what's just extra text. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of different applications. Uh, Charles uh, Cosgrave from Village Vets, um, I'd be interested in your thoughts on this. Uh, if you're talking about diagnosis, you're talking about uh, uh, accurate diagnosis tests, you're talking about efficiency in treatments, uh, again, leading to efficiency in business, ultimately leading to more profitability. Yeah, look, I suppose AI has been in the veterinary space for decades now, but just uh, meant artificial insemination, not artificial intelligence. So uh, it's, it's taken me a while to, uh, to separate the two. But um, artificial... You a clear view now, which is yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I was there that day in college. Um, but um, no, we've been using uh, artificial intelligence since 2019 as a, as a a point of care diagnostic. So when someone comes in with their pet, they get a diagnostic test taken and, you know, sometimes we can do it in-house, sometimes we have to send it out. And when we send it out to an external lab, um, you know, it can take five to seven working days to get it back. And AI has now allowed us to get that turned around in 15 minutes. Okay. So we can get a test uh, done in-house um, while the patient is waiting and that allows us to tailor a diagnosis um, get a more accurate diagnosis and be able to tailor our treatment and be able to choose uh, treatment regimes that are more targeted, shorter, so the impact on the environment and the pet is, is a lot better. And also the outcomes, better outcomes for pets there as well because they're getting diagnosed quicker, they're recovering faster and it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, it's a f- uh, and again, another efficiency that, as Brian said, that adds value. Yeah, and you're, you're also removing the human error input as well. As Denise said, you still do need a human, human oversight to make sure that it's verified. Yeah. But uh, you're getting out, you're removing the error part of it. I wanted to just maybe just for a second to dwell on some of those negatives, Denise, in terms of fears that people may have around uh, AI and their business. And you've kind of touched on a couple of them there. But, you know, if there's if there's misinformation generated for whatever reason or by however, you know, and it, it ends up misrepresenting something that should have been represented a different way. It could be hugely problematic uh, for a business. So is it about, you know, getting into uh, AI on a sort of a gradual basis so that you maybe you're aware of those type of pitfalls? Yeah, so look at the fear of dis- disinformation or that disinformation glut is a huge problem. I mean, I, I was at a couple of conferences there in London last week and, and there is fear, palpable fear over these elections that are coming, U- US, UK, Ireland, India. We all have elections next year. Where's that all going to end up? But in the business sense, um, education is going to be key. Look at what 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 can the science do? What can, what can like understanding, what can the AI actually do for it? Where, where are you now? Where is the platform now? What's possible and what is where are we at on it? Educate the, the staff, the people exactly what where we're at and then what what do we what's on the roadmap and what do we try and aim to go towards? But it's about educating and it's about understanding it. It's about not having the fear in the in the employee front or in the in your in your customer front about I'm being monitored. You're not the, the we're looking at behaviours so that mm. bots won't get you or you know, the, that that's kinda of where it's at. It's education. 
Uh, Charles, sh- should should the humans in the wor- in the in the wor- sorry, uh, Brian, should the uh, should the humans in the workforce be concerned, or basically are they just going to be reallocated to other, uh, maybe even more meaningful tasks? Yeah, if you look at it again generically, the taking of data, algorithm, providing value, that's been going on for decades, for centuries. There's an inexorable rise of technology and the applications of it. I think the, the big thing is the fear of the unknown always in particular. If you take outside the employees, I mean, there's a fear of unknown of what does that algorithm do? But, you know, it's a, it's a particular subdivision, I think, of the AI world when you're into machine learning. And this is the one that's been around for some time. All the movies are written around the machine learning that it will yeah. sort of figure out what to do itself and take over. Okay. I think we're a long way from machine learning to do that. Last word to you, Charles. Uh, the dogs and the cats and the rabbits needn't be concerned. Is that, is that, is that the takeaway here? No, not at all. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's, it's amazing that what's going to come down the tracks in terms of, you know, we're sitting on a lot of healthcare data and that ultimately will be fed into a machine and we'll be able to predict illnesses that are coming down the tracks for pets and we can proactively get ahead of it. So I think the impact on pets' lives are going to be huge from from a veterinary perspective and we see pets living longer, healthier lives. And, you know, as fam- as an owner of family pets and uh, and anyone that has family pets at home, like that's a, that's, uh, is a better outcome for a pet. So it's going to be great news. Okay, well, you heard it here, folks. No need to be scared of AI. Go out there, look at it for your business. Uh, good luck uh, to all our contestants in the Thanks, uh, Entrepreneur of the Year program. It's a great program. We've been associated, as I said, for many years. So good luck, lads. Uh, on the night, uh, Denise and I will be looking in and to see how you, how you get on. But no doubt, all will be good. So thanks for joining us and letting us into your world. Uh, Denise Tormley, Planet 21, Charles Cosgrave of Village Vets and Brian Fahey of My Compliance Office. Uh, thank you again. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.